0: Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they'd heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm Sean Bolger, host, and I'm excited about today's show because we have someone on who's a listener just like you, and man, she has some great stories of just how God apprehended her. And I love those before and after moments when you learn how to hear from God, and your life's totally different than before you understood those connections of how to really that you're wired to hear, you're wired to walk a supernatural life. And Heather just exudes that. She gives that away to people. She's a a minister, and she teaches people how to live really an abundant life. And she came out of a season as a a Christian for many decades of being extremely overweight and having a a job she didn't love and having some depression in her life and all these things. And when she started to hear from God with a woman who is mentoring her, she started to go on a very different journey where God gave her keys over her weight, over depression, and different areas that I know those keys are for you today. As she tells her story, it's going to unlock some of you, and you're going to go, oh, this is that that I've been praying for. This is what I've been praying for a strategy. I've been praying for, like, how do I process this with you, God? How do I process this, maybe an area of weakness, or maybe an area of where I I don't feel like I hear from you? And so Heather is such a great uh, speaker and such a great uh, voice for these kinds of subjects, and I know you're going to enjoy today's conversation. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out, and if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today, and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence you are going to love this book i want to encourage you to get it today my friend bob Hassan, who does exploring the marketplace with me and myself wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with god's voice and with connection to him visit bulls ministries today and look up wired to hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find wired to hear but get it review it and share it with someone else Well, welcome back to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm here with Heather O'Brien. I'm so excited to talk to you about just some of the things I've read in our notes together of just what we're going to be talking about. I didn't know you before this, but I know that we've connected here and there through the years through some of the media and stuff that I've had up, but you've been walking the prophetic for quite a while now too, and really it's become a center post of your life. How did that happen? Because I know you were a Christian for a long time before hearing God's voice kind of shaped your life the way it is now.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting story for sure. I grew up a Christian. I I was saved at a really young age and I but it wasn't until I was like 30 years old that I realized I could hear the voice of God for myself and when this happened it kind of changed the trajectory of my life. I was working as an accountant. I was um just going by my everyday life and then I realized I could hear the voice of the Lord and he walked me through personal struggles of addiction wow. and being overweight and uh, finances, depression, you name it, like he personally walked me through it, and I had just had this passion inside of me to make sure that everyone else around me knew that this was possible. It was like the first two decades of my life, I didn't know that this was even possible. i I remember feeling robbed i wow. I just felt robbed that. I was a Christian for 20 years without knowing that I could talk to God and just have a conversation with him. And I wanted to make sure that no one else had to ever experience that. Like I was just like shouting from the rooftops to everyone (laughs) I know. Did you know God still talks? Like, did you know I can hear him for you? Like you want to hear him too? And I was just very passionate about it. And the passion never went out. It never faded. It's probably, well, I just turned 40. So it's been a good 10 years that wow. I've been walking this journey out. And yeah, that's kind of my story. Just. So
0: in the initial, like when this first started happening, like where were you when you first heard God? Like why why was there a catalyst for hearing God's voice and what was it?
1: Yeah, I was in a really bad point in my life. I, I was really depressed, really sad mm-hmm. and um, doing some things I shouldn't do as a Christian and a friend just kind of, was alongside me and came out of nowhere, you know, kind of, and she started teaching me how to hear the voice of the Lord. And I I mean, I thought she was a magician. I I didn't just didn't know it was that tangible, that accessible for anybody.
0: And so we just start
1: practicing, literally practicing on our lunch hours. We would work together and we would practice on our lunch hours.
0: I think it's so cool because like, I feel like a lot of people who, who want to hear from God or, or get an image of what that is, it is very mystical in their mind or it's very, they think of like movies that have been negative about people who are prophets or prophetic. They're always the villains in horror movies or they're like the secondary villain. And, and so they have this image of like, is this a good thing? Or like, how, is this, how does this happen? But for you, when you start hearing God, I love that he was walking you through his love for you and actually transforming your life first. Before it became for, and I'm sure it was right away for everybody else too, but before it became about everything else and all the things you've accomplished now, it was really about, you know, taking you into becoming what he died for on the cross, like that version of you. And I think that that's really cool because I think a lot of people will think it's like, if I hear from God, I'm going to be all of a sudden a new career field first. But really when you hear from God, when you start to really practice his presence and listening to him, doing a listening prayer, all of a sudden you get options you never had about eating food. Or options you never had about like, I had low energy problems. Even after walking the prophetic for a lot of years, I had some energy issues from being sick from different countries I visited and stuff. And, and I remember God just said, I want you to be healthy. Like I desire, will you listen to my Holy spirit and nudge you in this? I'm like, I never Ooh. thought of that before. So like, even how beautiful it is where he's so practical and he's so loving and he's so nurturing. And it sounds like that's how he came to you when he first came in the prophetic side of your life. And how have you seen that play? Like, what was that like for your family and the world around you when you started to hear God this way?
1: Sure. Well, I, you know, I walked through the depression and within probably a month or two, I was gone. Wow. And then it was walking through, like, I I had already lost like 100 pounds, like walking through learning how to count calories. And he, he just... It was like it was a a full body soul and spirit transformation of like walking me through hey you should like recently you just showed me hey you should count your macros. You should eat more protein. I realized I wasn't eating hardly any protein. I didn't know that until I started counting it. And I didn't know I didn't even know what macros was till he said wow. it. So anyways, And you're doing that, it's like
0: you've written a book on supernatural weight loss. Talk about that right. for a minute.
1: Sure. So that was my first book I wrote a few years ago. It's a really short book with the intention of like guiding people with prayer examples that might be hindering them from losing weight. I found that most of my process of weight loss was learning how to love myself, learning how to accept God's love for myself and not use food as a source of comfort and, um, you know, all the bad things that we can do with food. So it's a really short prayer prayer book really to guide you through the different hindrances. And there's a whole nother chapter about weight loss and, and stewarding your body in the other book that I wrote called, but how so it's it's just part of my life. It's, it continues. The theme continues well, in everything I do.
0: It sounds like it's part of the prophetic training ground too, is like taking authority of your own space, so to speak. And then you can mm-hmm. give out to others from that place. And how is that affect Like what's the response of the book? Like when you wrote supernatural weight loss, that's a pretty heavy title, How have people used that tool? And like, what is the response?
1: Right. So I was really surprised that I even had that title available for the book. I was like, I couldn't believe other people hadn't already wrote this book. I thought I was behind. and um, just That's when you know it's a good idea. Maybe so. Uh, The fact that the title was available excited me. And I thought, well, maybe we're on something. I couldn't actually find other things like this. I found like two people out of all of the, the sermons that I listened to that ever even talked about the thought that you could pray for weight loss. And, you know, God recently showed me that it's like weight loss isn't, it, it can be two things. It can be God guiding you and showing you how to steward your body. And it can also be a miracle. It can also yeah. be miraculous weight loss. And I've experienced both. Wow. And I think both are equally as powerful.
0: Now talk about that though. Miraculous weight loss. Cause I know what that is but a lot of our listeners are like, wait, what? <laughs> we don't when have to go to the first, doctor for liposuction. God might do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I will I really believe he will. Like, why wouldn't he? He he just can do anything he wants to do. And he loves the desires of our heart. Like if we desire to no. lose weight, he probably does too. And so I had a dream at night where I that's a lot of ways that God talks to I me. Mean, I had a dream at night of just losing weight instantly, and my whole body just changed. And I knew, oh, this is a God thing. And I started studying it, I started researching it and I started praying and believing for it, and I started seeing it. I, I mean, literally, oh, like there was times where I would, I would get a, like a tape measure out and I would put it around me, and then I would pray and I would see it go down a whole inch. There, there was times I would do oh the same gosh. thing on a scale. I would get on the scale, we would pray, and then I had a friend do it with me. We would pray, and then we we went to bed, and then we got up and we looked on the scale. And it was five pounds less. Like and I've seen more than that too, so it just it fluctuates depending on what God wants to do.
0: I think it's I I my first experience of seeing that I was uh, met a a, a pretty well known kind of prophetic voice who spoke at Christ for the Nations as one of the faculty for years. His name was uh, Dr. James Maloney. I don't know if you've heard that name. Yeah, um, It was the first time I ever met him. I had never, I'd heard of him before, but i never knew he was like a guy who moved in miracles. I didn't know that was his reputation. And so I was doing a family camp for this ministry that did it every year for decades. And at that camp, I would say, you know, what you picture, you want revival to look at your camp was happening there. There were so many miracles. I remember I was so stunned because I was just coming off a conference circuit. So I was going, from one place to another, and God was doing things, but it was more like very conferencey. And when I got there, the presence of God was so strong that when you walked in, you felt like anything could happen. And I build up that story to say, James, one who was ministering, and when he, at one point, he goes, There's the Holy Spirit, you know, one of those Pentecostal proclamations, there he is, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And this guy behind me, who I'd noticed a couple of times because he was extremely obese in the, the, the uh, spaces where we were at, I'm very tall. And so I kept bumping into him. And I kept going, I'm so sorry. And I wasn't thinking like, there was no judgment on his obesity. I was just like, we have no space together. He's like, you're tall and I'm big. I don't know. And all of a sudden he screamed and I turn and he's a pastor for 40 years. He's he's in his uh like 68, 70 years old. And I turn around when he screamed, because men don't normally scream, but he. it wasn't like a ah, it was like a ah, you know, and I turn around <laughs> and his wife starts screaming, and his shirt went. Poof. And he went from eight extra large, is what they the shirt said that he was Boy. wearing. His pants fell down; he couldn't he couldn't support him. But his shirt was like a dress, so it's totally modest, like it totally covered it. And I went, "What's happening?" Like I just <laughs> believe. Like I was like, "What?" He went to um, from eight, sorry, eight extra large to two extra large, and there was a little bit left. There's like a little bit he was gonna have to manage with God. There's a little bit left over, but which he did. He was like, I needed help. Like I was at a place where this was a wrong, I had an unhealthy relationship to food and, and God gave me a miracle. So he, he put me far enough along to where now I have energy to do the rest. And it was really beautiful to just like, but I mean, I was just more watching him and his wife had to go over to Walmart and get him some new clothes that afternoon. Cause this was an afternoon meeting. And I just was like, God, you're so beautiful. But you know, I, Mm. I would say my testimony in this, which I love what you're saying, because um, Shree and I both have a testimony. Shree had some eating issues and I've had an unhealthy relationship to food in different times. And we've literally had to listen to God and let him mm-hmm. retrain. It's just like some people weren't born with financial management skills. Our families didn't right. do the best with food management. They didn't understand that you can eat your, you know, if you're depressed or if you're going through something, you can eat out of anxiety. And so for me, food was a, a crutch. Traveling all the time it was my comfort. And so I had to learn that too. So I love that you're talking about this because I don't think enough people understand it. But I do think when you look at the current pandemic and how there's a huge portion of people who are suffering the most are people who are obese or smokers with this current pandemic from according to some of the CDC reports. And I'm sure there's, that's a gross generalization, but you know, there's, there's there's truth in it. And uh, in whatever the truth is, it lands in there. And, and so you think of like how God wants to help us to come back into his original image of how he created us. And I love that that's part of how God led you in your initial prophetic journey for yourself and then you're like hey let's empower others to do this and so that was that's pretty huge
1: yeah and i think it's interesting that you mentioned how it was kind of like finances and some people aren't used to stewarding finances because he showed me how they're actually really closely related yeah like if we get in financial debt we don't get out of debt very easily if we get Mm -hmm. overweight we don't get uh to our good way very easily it's not the same as stewarding so he showed me you can steward your finances you can steward your body you can eat healthy you can um exercise but you might not lose weight doing that you might have to have an extra something to get out of debt an extra something yeah. to get out of debt in your weight too so that's a lot of um uh, that's a lot of what i went into in the but how book in that wow. chapter it talks about um just the extra step of like really it's crazy faith if you if i'll give you the recipe it's crazy faith <laughs> i agree i think it's,
0: people will ask me often like um, the, who who are affected by our ministry, they'll be like, how did you grow in the prophetic or whatever? And I laugh and I'm like, I'm not really that prophetic, but I have crazy faith. And so I use that term crazy faith all the time. That's
1: funny. I just have yeah. faith.
0: I have a gift of faith. I really believe God is who he says he is. So when people, when you hear st- like a news story of some miracle you may never have heard of like weight loss, my first response wasn't like, God can't do that. My response is God can do anything. Someone might be faking it though, but God can do anything. And I'm excited to see if it's real versus right. like, I don't know. So I love that you use that term because mm-hmm. that is a secret sauce to walking in the prophetic Is saying, God, you can do all things. He'll heal the unbelief that's in me to see it happen. Well, let's keep going in your story because so you, you start hearing from God, you start writing these books and stuff, but you also start prophesying over people, a lot of people and also helping them to prophesy just like that woman came and helped you. Talk about some of those prophetic stories. Yeah,
1: so one of my... um one of my pro- most profound prophetic experience is when I had, um, I used to go grocery shopping with my kids uh, and that was before I did online ordering. And before we went in, we would write down words of knowledge that we thought would lead up to an experience where we yeah. could minister to someone.
0: That's awesome.
1: And we, my kid was, I can't remember which kid it was because I have so many, but um he was still little. He was still sitting in the front of the cart. And so he was young, like you know, two or three. And he was helping me write the the words down. And we had we went shopping and we knew we were looking for someone with a pink shirt whose name might be Sarah. Wow. And that's,
0: that's all specific. I can
1: remember right now. That was the most I had never had a name with in my word of knowledge before. So I was kind of excited. Um, but we went shopping and we left uh sad, realizing we hadn't met. Someone with a pink shirt yet. Mm. We go out to um load our groceries in the car. And out of my peripheral vision, I can see someone with a pink shirt like going way down the road. So far down the road, I just see her and I'm like, I thought twice. I didn't think very long. I cut my hands over my hand, over my mouth, and I was like, Sarah. And she turned around. Oh wow. I was like, is that your name? And she's just like, Yeah, what do you need? And I was like, oh. Uh, okay, hi. And I, that was one of the most profound words of knowledge that I had. And I had to like gather my thoughts together to even <laughs> be able to minister to her because that was like, that was exciting for me to go that deep. But the reason that experience is so profound is what happened afterwards. So at, after that mountaintop experience, months go by and I have no words of knowledge, no prophetic, mm-hmm. zero gifts flowing. Mm. And I'm, I'm really frustrated at this point. I'm praying and pleading with God. What happened? I know I can hear your voice. I know that I know I can, but why would, why won't it work anymore? And I was listening, I was in the car praying and I was listening to you, Sean, you were preaching, oh. I think I was listening to translating God, like a CD in my yeah. car. And you said a phrase that changed my life. You said, love has no agenda. Mm. I had never had that thought before. And when I heard you say it, this rush of revelation just like covered me head to toe. And about a billion memories of all the agendas that I had came to the surface. And it's like, God revealed my heart. You know, he says, we don't even know our own heart. Like he revealed all of the hidden agendas I had in that moment. And they weren't bad. They were like, I want to make sure everyone knows that God speaks. I I want people to get saved. I want, like, even that was an agenda God showed me. He was like, they don't feel love. They feel like you have an agenda. Yeah. And it's not like, in this experience, I was like, God's not an Indian giver. He didn't, like, give me the gift of words of knowledge and the prophetic and then take it away. Actually, like, he was so loving to just, like, turn the nozzle off. And it only comes on when love's flowing. Wow. It's like it's like my key to know, okay, love's not flowing because words aren't words of knowledge aren't hitting. The prophetic's not hitting. Like if if it's not hitting the target, it's oh, it's it's on me. It's not because God quit talking. It's because I started flowing from a different place. So that it was a really a, profound moment.
0: It's a real profound moment. I, I can I can relate to it too in the sense of uh, you know, it's it's sometimes when we come with that other agenda, we don't think of it this way, but it's like It's like when somebody has a really bad multi-level marketing scheme, there's good multi-level marketing when someone has a really bad one and you just feel like they're like, hi, I haven't talked to you in a long time. And it's like, you just know you're being pitched. You know, it's not going to be about just, Hey, it's good to see you again. There's an agenda. And I feel like sometimes when we evangelize for the sake of we have to get someone saved versus God just wants to reveal his love and encourage them. And it's his job to get them saved, but I'm going to present every opportunity. It's, it's even that, like, I've had to re- get reprogrammed. So I love that that moment was so profound for you because it really, like, with a prophetic, I, I, that's my lane I stay in. And the moment I walk out of that, like, place of trying to whatever, and it's usually good stuff. It's usually like, I want to help them. And then when I hear myself say that, I'm like, I'm not the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I need to do for them is not, God is better. He has even better than what right. I'm thinking right now. So I think if more of us got that, and, and, and I don't always walk in that, but I, I try and live that. If more of us got that and walked in that as a lifestyle like you're describing, I feel like it could just change everything, the way people perceive prophecy and the way people perceive their relationship with God, because He is so his agenda is love. And then out of that, everything else is secondary. And we don't always get that. So thank, no seriously, thanks for that story, because I feel like it, it's one of my favorite responses to that that I've heard, which is really cool. So in, wow. in the midst of that, so you kind of, you went back into, it sounds like a season of flow again. And uh, tell me, at least we have a few more minutes. Tell me any other story. I like the farmer story. I thought that was yeah. so cool because God loves the farmer. My wife's a farmer. And we don't always hear <laughs> these stories, really? you know, outside the context of church. And that's what I love about a lot of your stories. I've, all the stories I've heard from you, uh, and even the ones before this, when I was, you know, interacting before, they're all not church centric. It's really people centric, which I really love. That's right.
1: That's right. So, um, my friend had texted me while I was at work during the day, and he had some farm equipment that was not working. He had already seen three mechanics. They told him he needed a $7,000 part, and he was having another mechanic come to his house the next day. So, he asked me to pray. He was a little bit distraught about using spending that kind of money, and I I stopped, I prayed, this is all over text. And I felt like I had a word come to me and it was what I would say risky because um, the word was, he will have a strategy in one hour.
0: Wow. And I
1: thought, okay, I, I mean, I'll just send it. What? What's the worst that could happen? I'm just kind of in this m- moment of obedience and that's kind of the season I was in In the moment just like, I'm just gonna do it. And so I sent him that and later I found out like he took a nap for 45 minutes. He woke up distraught that he slept all that time. And but as soon as he woke up, he did get a word from the Lord, like almost instantly his spirit in his spirit. He heard the Holy Spirit say, "Um, the mechanic's going to come tomorrow, lay hands on the machine and it'll be healed. And it just brought him peace. So I feel like I didn't have the strategy for him because he he needed peace until God was going to speak. And that's, that's kind of awesome. what the prophetic word did for him. He needed peace till God spoke to him personally. And then he did. And then he had peace again. And actually, the mechanic did come the next day, put his diagnostic tools to the equipment. And he figured out he only needed a part for $0.15 cents instead of yes. $7,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and it started working immediately.
0: I'm just getting this picture yeah. of people who are going to be contacting, you know, who have farm equipment or cars that are broken. They're going to be like, can you pray Heather with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, how do happen. people get a hold of me and how happen. do people get your books?
1: Sure, sure. Okay, so go to Um, O-B-R-I-E-N, O'Brien.net. And so on my website, you can find um, links to all the socials, all the uh, all the books. I, the books are found on Amazon and Kindle and audio, uh, audible. They're being narrated by me. If you like my country voice, then you can listen to me on audible. And, um, my husband of 19 years ha- is putting them together.
0: That's
1: and awesome. yeah. So currently we're like making some videos to supplement the, but how book. So I wrote a book about, but how, just with all these questions that I kept diving into with, I'd hear sermons saying do this, do that, and I would think, yeah, but how? How do you? Yeah. How do I just quit cussing? How do I just quit doing this and that? And for me, for other people I was mentoring, I wanted to know the answers, and I researched them and made this like cookbook of sorts. So it's like six different topics, and I'm giving away one thing for free if you go to my website. Uh, the first topic is breaking free from addictions. It's got a whole recipe, step by step instructions. Good. The videos, it will be like I'm walking through you personally through deliverance. And it's easy. It's not as hard as you might think. And there's supplemental worksheets you can print out. And actually, everything for Chapter 1 is completely free. If you go to my website, Uh, if you're interested in breaking free from addictions, that's out for now. And the rest of them will come be coming soon.
0: So good, Heather. Thank you so much for spending time with our audience. And we just so appreciate your materials. I'm going to encourage you guys to go get that free download a lot of times, even if you don't have an addiction in your life, when you get prophetic tools that have power, it teaches you how to lead other people. So don't just do it for yourself, do it for other people as well. But this is a joyful conversation. Thank you, Heather.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to meet you and be with you today.
0: Vice versa. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and apply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Translating God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we wanna resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line, and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.